Just some podcast media. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Strong like a tree. There's roots where I stand. Oh, I've been running from the law. Hope they won't shoot me down soon. Welcome, welcome everybody to another episode of Buried Pleasures. I'm your hostess, Pollyanna Amazing. Tonight, I have one of my very best friends on this planet. We've been friends for a long time. We go way back to the days of the ER. <laughs> and um, this is going to be a good show. So we're going to investigate the pleasures of Keith Breckner, my really good friend. Keith, introduce yourself, tell everybody who you are, and, and, and what's up. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you so much, Pollyanna, for having me on here. I really do appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, I love you to death. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, we are definitely, definitely best friends, you know, throughout the years. Um, yeah. Uh, my name's uh, Keith Breckner. Uh, <laughs> um, I uh, – I went to, I grew up in Canal Winchester, Ohio, a little small town, a little cornfield. Now it's all got Walmarts and all kinds of stuff going on there. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, I grew up in Canal Winchester, Ohio. Uh, I joined the Marine Corps in 2007. Uh, I was in the battle for Marja. Um, I've been through a lot during the service and uh, I was stationed at Campbell June, North Carolina. And, uh, I'm a single dad with uh, four kids. Uh, one lives with North Carolina with his mom. So there's that, you know, a little confusing. Not trying to bring you some Jerry Springer. Oh, or no, like listen, everything with you is Jerry Springer. <laughs> That's why I brought you in. <laughs> I, I do see him all the time, you know. I just saw him the other day. I love it. I actually just drove back. I actually just drove back uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. I just got back from North Carolina yesterday. Phenomenal. So. And you have the cutest. Uh, really Your kids are so stinking cute. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Well, they love you too. I know that for sure. They <laughs> always talk about you all the time. I love them. You know. I haven't got to see them for a while <laughs> since the pandemic and the move across the country. So yeah. tonight, what we're going to discuss again is is the pleasure that Keith finds in life and things. And one of the reasons why we discussed you coming on here, Keith, is because you've been having a little bit of trouble lately, but you're getting better. You're getting better from your yeah. trouble. Yeah. And that's, yeah. um, I, you know, oftentimes we see people either before a traumatic event happens or, you know, right after it happens and we're trying to figure out things. And and that's the thing that you're doing right now. You're trying to to find your pleasure in life and you're, 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 you're knocking it out of the park, I think. So 
you were talking with, about you were you're from Canal Winchester. I, are there any famous people from Canal? <laughs> uh, not really. Okay, no. just checking. <laughs> no, we we just have the cover. We just have the cover bridge, and the only cover bridge in Franklin County, Ohio. I love it. That's the only thing cool that you know Canal Winchester offers. Oh, you know? they have a bunch of Breckner um, boys that are awful nice too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> But besides, we all moved to Grove. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> we all moved to Grove City, is what I was oh, going to say. It. But yeah, yeah, Canal, Canal is where the Breitner boys grew up at. You know, yeah. So Keith, <laughs> you were in the military. You were part of um, a very pivotal battle that um, a lot of lives yeah. were lost, yeah. and you mm -hmm. have definitely felt the repercussions of that happening in your life, and finding pleasure after traumatic experiences. Of course, that's not your only one. I think going into the Marine Corps, deciding to leave your home and your family and uh, you know, how does that go? Like mamas send their boys off. Hey, yeah. You know, on that note, I really want to interrupt you. I, I hate to be rude. Be. One, but, uh, yeah. Honest, honestly, uh, I left uh, the, the funniest thing about the, the Marine Corps that I, when I joined, uh, I, you know, not many people know this about me to be honest with you, but I actually left on Mother's Day. I left for boot camp early <sighs> on Mother's Day. And my mom, when I told my mom, is it, you know what's funny? Is I, I told my mom on uh like before Mother's Day, obviously. It was about a week I found out beforehand uh that I signed up. I'm leaving on Mother's Day. They're taking me. I'm going to Paris Island, doing the whole boot camp, all that, all that jazz. But <laughs> I told my mom and she slapped me in the face. <laughs> She's like, how could you leave me on Mother's Day of all days? So, yeah, I left on Mother's Day of 2007. Gotcha. And uh, I graduated boot camp in August after that. So May to August, you know, yeah. I was in boot camp. Yeah. And uh, Paris Island. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you um, so, want to talk about your experience in Marja? The battle for Marja. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a... Uh, I actually liked a lot. I actually, I'm glad you're putting that on your podcast here. Uh, uh, you know, when I was in the battle for Mars, uh, there's a, there's a John Glenn speech, a guy from Ohio. He's a gunnery sergeant. Uh, I'm actually in that speech. I was actually there. I attended it. Um, it's actually on YouTube. You can look it up. Mm -hmm. uh, he talks about John Glenn. Uh, he was from Ohio as well. John Glenn. Uh, he was a great man. He did a lot in his service and uh, the gunnery sergeant pumped us up to go to battle for Marja and the, the whole speech is there on YouTube. And mm -hmm. also they made an HBO documentary about it. Um, an HBO documentary. You can look it up on YouTube as well. Gotcha. Uh, it's about an hour, hour long. Um, a couple of my buddies are in it. Um, I'm not in it, but uh, a couple of my buddies are in the HBO documentary, mm -hmm. but uh, yeah, battle for Marja. Not many people know about it. Uh, we were, we were supposed to raid a town. Uh, we gave him a week's notice. We, uh, I even have this slip even with me right now. Um, it's, it's in Arabic. It's got, you know, basically saying the Marines are going to invade in a week and, uh, to vacate the premises. And, uh, you know, the insurgents stayed there and Intel told us there was 285 insurgents there. So, um, we, we got pretty lit up. We got, we got a bunch of booby traps. Uh, I got blown up a couple times by IEDs, um, in a vehicle. I was in a vehicle each time I got blown up. I got blown up four times, uh, but, uh, three times by that <laughs> deployment. I did three deployments. So I did, 
I did a little, you know, I was, I was there quite a bit. Uh, I did Afghanistan. Uh, I did one in Iraq and two in Afghanistan, Afghanistan North, Afghanistan South. So gotcha. um, there's that. But uh, anyways, um, yeah, I was a machine gunner and uh, I was a gunner on the trucks. And uh, yeah, we got, we got pretty, I, I lost a good friend over there overseas. Uh, you know, his name's Corporal Bishop. I'll go ahead and tell everybody right now. I like to say his name, you know. Uh, he loved punk rock like I did. He loved uh, Travis Barker. And, yeah. uh, you know, he he loved that whole uh, famous stars and straps life, you know, live fast, die fun, you know. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he had a little girl in the way. And uh, me and the platoon, when we got back, we were there for the birth of this child. Uh, so it was it was kind of emotional. You know, I lost the guy over there. You know, I don't want to talk about it anymore. Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I got uh blown up four times overseas and uh yes yeah, it's been pretty hectic over there you know uh you know with everything going on and now that we gave it back to the people like we did iraq you know you know everything's changing nowadays you know there's a lot going on you know now there's a now there's a big thing on uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna spin your fans up on uh, the news now okay. is uh russia's invaded ukraine right now they got a big uh big uh big arsenal right there mm -hmm. you know i'm not trying to get into politics right let's now on your podcast today we're talking yeah, about no. pleasure and that's not pleasure <laughs> going back to you being in the military yeah. and trying to figure out while you're there which i've had other people in the military i had my friend jason miller who does miller's military moments a great podcast if you guys have not heard it please listen yes. He um, talked a lot about, well, what I tried to get him to tell me is what, how do you, how do you find time to have pleasure in the desert when you're away from your significant others? Right. And I'm not going to ask you that because yeah, well, I don't want to hear your answer. No, 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 I'm on your podcast. You got me on here, you know, and uh, I tell you what, you know, being a police officer for eight and a half years, I really don't care anymore, you know, about what I'm going to say. I so. hear you. I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. You know, what got me by was jacking off. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. he kind of alluded yeah. to the fact that the porta potties are your best friend when you're a guy. No, no. We, uh, we actually, uh, I'll tell you what, you know, since, <laughs> since we're bull crapping about it right now, you know, uh, I don't want to cuss or anything, but yeah, uh, me and the guys, we, <laughs> we had, we had a bet going on. It was a hundred dollar bet. Everybody threw down a hundred dollars on this thing. It was up to about three grand uh, about all the guys, you know, included, you know, it was up to three grand. <laughs> I got second place. All right. And uh, I'm going to tell you this stupid, stupid, dumb story. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we all decided to figure out whoever wins this bet is the guy number one vote on who gets the best place to jack off overseas. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> I've, had, I've had guys do insurance of gunner trucks. I've had guys do it in all kinds of places. You know? The creativity. And you know what? I don't even care. I don't even care. You know, that's just like a big thing we had. We had a little, we had a major bet on it. It was serious. It was like, it was like fantasy football, but overseas platform. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> I can't describe it. You know, you got to be there to know what's going on, you know? And, uh, yeah. All right. So you, maybe you should edit this out. Maybe you should edit this no. out. No, it's staying in. I'm sorry. You brought <laughs> it up. It's staying in. So, okay. So that's how you got that kind of physical pleasure 
Um, no, I, I'd say to say it, uh, the pleasure uh, of that and uh, the pleasure of seeing and talking to people from home. Yeah. You know, that was the only pleasure I got yeah. overseas. Yeah. The only pleasure I got was talking to family and friends and, mm-hmm. and you know, just forgetting about me being in the desert. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like just totally escaping from that. And, and yeah, just, just talking to my buddies and writing letters and getting letters and pictures and mm-hmm. in the mail, you know, we, we always love mail, you know, we always love getting mail overseas, you know? Yeah, so I do know that. And, uh, yeah being the uh especially with your brother yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, you know, so that's right if you yeah. guys aren't watching the yeah. video just so you know keith is like my um he's he's my brother from another mother he looks just like my family so he fits in really well <laughs> we've definitely we definitely all look alike but um you having said what you're saying about your contests and such, um, that just, you know, men will always, in my opinion, figure out how to, to make things work. That's just what you guys do. You know, girls, it takes a little bit more for us sometimes (laughs) than a gun turret, um, to get us excited. But you know, those are all good things. Now, when you came back home, you became a police officer. Right. You, and that's how we met. Yeah. You worked for. That's definitely how we met. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And you were full of piss and vinegar as a 20 ish year old guy when I met you. And Mm -hmm. um, we had some really uh, eventful evenings in the emergency department, (laughs) say the least. We definitely did. We definitely did. We were. We we had stories for days. (laughs) We have stories for days. A lot of them I'm not going to talk about tonight. But. (laughs) <laughs> no, no. But there are things that stick out in my mind as amazing and wonderful things that you know only the people who work in the um, in in healthcare and you know and security uh, know about those things. And um, they're not always pleasant, but after years, you can sit back and laugh and and say things like, "Holy cow! I can't believe I made it through that one." <laughs> But we did. Now that you are no longer a police officer, you have had some issues. If you want to talk about what happened, why you're not a police officer any longer, we can do that. Is that okay? That's totally fine, babe. All right. Let's talk. I love you to death. I'll talk about whatever you want to talk about. So let's talk. As long as it's it's with you on your podcast, I don't care. Me and 30. Other people, fingers crossed. No, (laughs) but talk to me. Let me take a drink of water for that one. Yeah, I told him to get a drink of water before he starts the show so that he doesn't get a dry mouth. And he brought out a gallon jug. Um, (laughs) Rachel, where are you? That's her gallon jug right there. I'm sure. (laughs) I'm gonna make her listen to this episode so she can hear it. Yeah, yeah, so let's. Hey, and also uh, Michael Schmidt. Uh, I'm going to do a little shout out shout since out. I got a Mike, little second right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What a good dude. Love him to death. Yeah. Dude. So yeah, Great officer. Great police officer. That's right. Yep. So you came back home. You are no longer, uh, what did you call yourself earlier? Devil dog. What are you, What what's, what's the Marine name? <laughs> Devil dog, leatherneck. Uh, uh, we can't say jarhead. Yut. No, I don't like Jarhead. You know no. that. Yeah. That's why I said yeah. it. We can't say I that. think Jarhead's re- 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 ridiculous. I mean, all yeah. the names. There's every reason. 
yeah. all of the names for the other um, armed forces that you don't belong to are funny. Like I had no idea about um, the green pickle. Obviously, obviously that's what I would think of. Yeah. Green pickle, that's it. So I had no idea, no clue until I did a graphic art thing for for a friend who for jason miller actually a little pickle with a with a helmet on it <laughs> i had no idea <laughs> yeah, um, flat, yeah, yeah. fun fact okay, all the Lord. names that you guys have for each other but um what was your thought when you got out of the military you're starting this new job as this you know person of authority and, uh, you know, I like to call, actually, I call it the, the um, rooster in the hen house whenever we see security guards in the hospital. You know, it's a rooster in the hen yeah. house situation. So you were confronted with a bunch of really pretty ladies all day long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So some- I actually was. Yeah. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I actually kind of, I kind of miss it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> maybe i should you edit that out you know? I'm just we're not uh, yeah 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 i was with a lot of a lot of women i was dealing with a lot of women dealing yeah. with a lot of yeah. women so when you were dealing with all these women i know that you are and i, I hate to call you a mama's boy but sorry that's the name you're gonna get your your mother means everything to you so and, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is because I find it that you are so very respectful to women. I've always noticed that about you, um, no matter what situation you were in, even if they were, you know, um, cracked out fighting and yeah, exactly. Um, you were always yeah, physically on, yeah. on that note. Yeah. <laughs> I know uh, a few of us have gotten our, our rear ends handed to us by some patients, but you were always level headed right. and cool. And then what happened that made you decide that that wasn't what you wanted to do anymore from your mental health standpoint? I know that that was a huge thing. You needed to have a little bit better of a, of a level playing field other than being this authoritative figure. Well, are you talking about like me losing my, (laughs) like for you, my title? Yeah. Well, you, you leaving, um, the security job because you knew yeah. you knew it's that nice. that wasn't serving you any longer. It was too much stress. Yeah. It was a lot of stuff for you. Okay. Yeah. Because I got again, you. I got you. you have been living through or reliving your, well, we'll just call it what it is. It's post-traumatic stress. You have that. You were absolutely blown up multiple times. <laughs> you know, you get that. So, Mm-hmm. Where was your mind at that time when you were, and I want you to talk about all of the things that have happened to you since then. And I'm, when I say that, I want to talk about the drinking and that sort of thing that, that you got into to get yourself feeling better in some way. That's what you were trying to do. Let's talk about it. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. Wow. Oh, I brought it heavy. <laughs> That's uh, that is really heavy. Uh, <laughs> you're throwing the axe down. Throwing the axe. Uh, so yeah, you yeah. Can, uh, as you want, and you don't have you know? to tell me all of your story. I already know your story, but what you're comfortable <laughs> well, with saying, because there may be some other guys out there that are in your seat, right? Like they understand you in a way that I can't understand. Yeah. So I want you to to speak from your heart about that because I think it's important to let other people know. 
that we are not 24 hours a day, these um, beacons of light for everybody. We are all human. And sometimes we exactly. have to take a minute and step back and be like, okay, this, this is not working for me any longer to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess I'm going to start with my job. Yeah. You know, I'm going to start right there. Uh, so uh, you, you talked about like uh, letting go and uh, like, when did you decide to, to end it? You know? Uh, so, you know, when I, after I got out of the Marine Corps, you know, I took about a year and then I decided a felon actually told me, Hey man, you should be a police officer. I was like, Hey cops. And he was like, you should be a good cop. I was like, you know what? Actually, that's not a bad idea. So then I joined the police academy right then and there. A felon told me that. And uh, I got nothing to prove. I don't care about live PD, you know. Um, I uh, I was uh, I worked at Circleville Police Department in Ohio um, for probably about four months. I didn't even get out of my FTO, my field training officer. Um, and I wasn't making any money. I was auxiliary. And then a buddy of mine said, hey, Ohio Health Police Agency is identified as Ohio Health Protective Services. They're They're hiring. And they're actually commissioned police department. I was like, oh, really? I never worked in a hospital setting, but yeah, I could be a cop in a hospital setting. That'd be great. I gave myself eight and a half years of that. And that's where I met the beautiful Pollyanna Amazing. Oh, you're so sweet. Um, Keep going. So anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I met a, a bunch of great, I mean, I met a few great officers uh, through Ohio Health as well. And uh, yeah, I was a police officer for a hospital as security, but a commissioned police officer at that most. So it was pretty nice. You know, they kept my commission warm and it was great. Um, the reason why I lost my job, going back to the, uh, what you were talking about earlier. Um, so I gave myself eight and a half years. I worked at Grant Medical Center downtown. I met Pollyanna at Dublin Methodist Hospital. There's plenty of hospitals around that we have commissioned at. And uh, Grant Medical Center's downtown is the worst one. You know, I get in fights all the time and, I spent my last four years there of my eight and a half years. So it was, uh, it was definitely a doozy. You know, it was, you I know, fights all the time. One. I spit and blood and vomit. And you know what I'm talking yeah, about, Paul. I definitely. So I don't even know. What, I don't need to go on. I definitely know that. what you're talking about. I think I, I, I have a bald spot in the back of my head you know, from a girl. Fighting. Yeah. I still have, I got a bald, Even with the, a bald spot from a girl pulling my hair out. I bet you do. I bet you got rocked during all that. You know? I definitely have. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yep. <laughs> and uh, one day I, uh, you know, I started, uh, you know, having PTSD thoughts. You know, I, I kept seeing GSWs come in, which is uh, Pollyanna knows it's gunshot wound victims. Uh, and, uh, you know, my buddy that passed away overseas, it kind of like seeing all those all the time in the chest was kind of kind of hard for me. I didn't tell anybody. I never really talked about it. I'm actually talking about it right now. I never talked about it to anybody. Gotcha. But it got kind of overwhelming a little bit, you know, seeing it all the freaking time. It's like every other freaking day, Pollyanna. You know what I'm talking about. They always came in the ER, yeah. you know, stabbings and, and GSWs and stuff like that. So anyways, you know, I'm not going to go there. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, it was kind of like my time. Um, I started picking up alcohol and, uh, this is a personal matter. You know, I don't want this getting out to anybody because, you know, I still got legal matters. I'm still handling and stuff like that with that. But, uh, what mainly lose my job was one day 
Uh, it actually was Mother's Day of 20, uh, 2021. I'm pretty sure it was just last year. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, so basically what happened was on Mother's Day of actually it was uh, 2019. um, One of my youngest sons got out of the house uh, of my of my children. Uh, He he was uh, three at the time. He's five now. (laughs) Just to let you know how many how much time lapsed between that. from there until now, but yeah, he, he was three. He got out of the house. Uh, luckily he's okay. You know, thank God he was okay. We got a couple of ponds around here. You know, he could have fell in a pond or something, you know, you know, I, I pray to God, you know, I, I thank God every day, you know, like that day, like he got out of the house and thank God he didn't, you know, he's safe and he's fine, you know? Okay. So So he got out of the house Um, because you were what? I was, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that. Um, I was, uh, I was sleeping with my other son taking a nap and, um, you know what, since, uh, we're on this podcast, uh, I'll go ahead and, um, tell you the truth. Uh, I actually was, uh, drinking the night before. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had a big hangover and uh, I needed to take it, you know, I needed to sleep, you know, I stayed up all night and, uh, I was drinking. You know, I got an alcohol problem, and uh, why do you, you know what? You I'm actually uh, why do you, I'm actually 16 days sober. I love it. Right now, I, right. so. and I'm very proud of you. Why <laughs> do you think you were drinking so much? Uh, I actually don't know the answer to that because I had a I had a good girl at the time. You know, it. Uh, I blame the alcohol used to lose her. I lost the love of my life. You know, just recently, uh, about three weeks ago. About about a month ago, actually, you know, I I, I think about it every day. You know, it sucks, but anyways, uh, do you yeah, think it's one at of all things. that all of the trauma <clears throat> that you were watching in the hospital had anything to do with you drinking? Because I'm going to tell you something. I just I, I just did a, a podcast with uh, Kevin from the Jury Room Podcast, a beautiful man, love him to death. But we were talking about addiction, and and I talked to him about my alcohol issue. When I worked in the ER and we would get off work in the mornings at 730, we hit the bar and we were there till noon because it was the only way that I could make myself go to sleep. And guess what? I wasn't going to be one of those nurses on prescription drugs. Why would I do that? Yeah. So I drank because I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't close my eyes without seeing a replay of every terrible thing that ever happened and trying to get yourself out of that cycle of bad dreams and bad thoughts is it's a, it's a difficult thing. It's definitely a difficult thing. So you're home with the kids, with the hangover, your sleep, your son gets out. And so who found. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, before I tell you what happened, uh, one of my good friends, his son actually got out of the house, uh-huh. out of his front door, unlocked the front door in the middle of the night, took a took a crap in the front lawn, mm-hmm. and then would go back inside. And that was like a ritual thing. Okay. You know, so kids get out of the house all the time. My son, you know, my and- son did when he was little. Fact. <laughs> I think Abby even did it. 
your girlfriend Abby, my daughter. <laughs> yeah, my girl. Yeah, that's my girl. If anybody doesn't know, that's my girlfriend. Her daughter. Yep. Yep. Since she was what eight, <laughs> something like. That. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. She's like she's like my Addy bug. She's like my daughter. You yeah. know, she's like my Addy bug. You yeah, know, right. so. But anyways, yeah, in uh, my my friend, like it can happen to anybody, and and you know, I, I had so many people tell me that in my ear, but at the same time, the legal department didn't care about right. it. Right. <laughs> so, uh, you know, uh, uh, the neighbor found my child, mm-hmm. and uh, she's like, "I gotta call the cops." I'm like, "Please don't." I'm like, "It's so great. He's he's alive. Thank you so much. God bless you." You know, I could care less if you call the cops at this point, but she did. And then the Grove City PD came and then they were like, hey, we got to file a child endangerment. I'm like, oh, well, you know, I don't think that's going to affect me too much. You know, all right, that's fine. You know, and, uh, you know, I got my kid and everything's great. You know, he's safe, you know, and all that stuff. And then uh, I had a crappy attorney and uh, the attorney was like, hey, he's like a new bug. It was so stupid. I had the, the worst attorney if anybody needs attorneys, make sure you got a good, good one that gets your back. You know, yeah. uh, I didn't have one that had my back, you know, and I wish I did. Um, I didn't think my department was going to let me go off of a child damage charge. It's a misdemeanor. It's not really a big deal, but to me it is, you know, and at that note and uh, yeah, so uh, I didn't think they would let me go, but they let me go like it was nothing. And uh, eight and a half years of police work. And then, uh, just goodbye. You know, I had so many chiefs. I had so many different captains, uh, you know, throughout the years and stuff like that. And I know, you know, that Pollyanna, yeah. but I'm just letting everybody else know. And then, uh, but yeah, I had so many different captains and chiefs and, and they, the new guy that I didn't really know. He's just like, Hey, I've got to let you go after eight and a half years. No big deal. All right. Bye. And uh, that was it. So, and I had a year to get on another department in order to hold my commission um, as a police officer, but I decided to let it go. Why did you? I decided to give up. Why? Because honestly, I don't think me being a police officer was it, you know? Um, You know, I, I, I love carpentry work. You know, I, I, you know, I love people and I was a great officer to, to veterans and, and other people that, that came in all the time, you know, I, I always beat up all the new officers that thought they were on live PD all the time. They, they thought they were on live PD and they thought they wanted to beat up everybody. I'm like, dude, take fucking 30 seconds to talk to somebody and and 30 minutes. I don't care. You know, talk to Mm -hmm. them, you know, don't, don't just start, you know, putting hands on, you know, right away, you know, like talk to people. I think you and I, that is my big thing, Pollyanna, and I love you for that. And I know you, I know you represent that. I totally do. And that's why I'm here on the podcast for you, because I know you know that. It is true. I I believe highly in that. I I already proved my crap in the Marine Corps, you know, I already proved my stuff, you know, know, and it's funny with these new bucks coming up, they always think they're on live PD all the time and they, they want to, there is a definite type of person that, um, that, that gravitates towards being a policeman or police officer or, you know, positions of authority. There are people that gravitate towards that and there are people that stay away from it. 
I don't think that it's a bad thing that you left that stressful situation. I personally had to leave working in the ER because for me, I don't think I could handle it anymore. I wasn't, I didn't feel like I was being as effective as I had been before. Can I do the job? Heck yeah, I can. I can do it. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But do I want to do it? <laughs> Am I tired of giving my entire mental health, life, love, everything to other people? I'm, I'm done with that. You know, like I can't do it anymore. I just can't do it anymore. And so I don't. And I know that, but you know, I found a practice environment that I really flourish in and I love it. And my patients love me and you know, we have a great time. <laughs> so work isn't such a, a chore, you know, it's always terrible to have to get up early in the morning and go somewhere when you're, when you're all snugly in bed, but really honestly, I couldn't take it anymore either. And I had to answer my, for myself. I had to know you know, why am I, why am I drunk all the time when I'm getting done with work? It's not good for me. My body hurts. I I'm sick all the time. Um, whenever there's a question of what's the best route to go for yourself, whenever you're in that situation, you got to go team Keith or team Pollyanna, right? Like we can't just be right full on for other people all the time. <laughs> we have to take a break. So you took a break. You're no longer a police officer and no, no. and it's okay that you're not a police officer. right? Now. <clears throat> it's okay. You don't have to be the guy who runs towards the action all of the time. And you're so yeah. young. You you've got plenty of time to do other things. You know, like you said, you like to work with your hands. You like to work with people for you. I envision always a, um, like an art therapy kind of a guy, you, you know, it would be perfect for you, but you're still getting into the healthy Keith. You're 16 days sober now. The last time I talked to you, you were definitely not sober. <laughs> you weren't. And yeah, I know. I know. I yeah. It's been, it's, it's been a rocky road, but you know, I lost the love of my life and, uh, you know, I, you know, I don't want to lose my kids, you know, oh, and yeah. uh, I know you. I feel like going down that path, it's going to end up even worse than all of what I just described. Oh, so, yeah, I got you. But pretty, you have recognized it and you're taking steps towards feeling better. And that's kind of why I wanted to do the podcast with you now so that later on you can see the real you, the real Keith Breckner, sans alcohol, none of that um, ability to say, dude, I was just super drunk or I'm super, <laughs> you know, you don't have to do that anymore. You can just be Keith Breckner, man about town. Yeah. <laughs> man about town. Man about like town. So let's get past yeah. all of this stuff and let's talk about what brings you pleasure. <clears throat> Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, well, so digging into the good stuff now, are you? The good stuff. So no, the uh, groundwork. We know who Keith Breckner is. And now let's let's find out <laughs> what brings you back to your own pleasure. What what does it? Well, uh you know what? I'll just uh And you can talk uh, about fishing or and... bikes or any of those things that you like to do other than what I know you're about to say, because we can just keep talking about it. But I know that you are a motocross guy. You're active. You've got um, 
you know, like you are a hunter, fisher, gatherer kind of dude. You like to do all these cool things. So talk about those. Tell me about Um, that. Well, I, as far as outlets go, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can, I can tell you about that, but uh, I'll tell you my guilty pleasure later (laughs) after that. Let's let's hold people in suspense for that guilty pleasure. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you know, I got I do got a good guilty pleasure I that honestly uh makes uh makes the green grass <laughs> grow, you know. Exactly. So, but let's talk about what you um, do for uh for fun. Yeah, yeah, for fun, I guess. Yeah, hobbies, I guess, uh for fun. I I I uh I do hair scrambles with my uncle. Uh, it's like dirt bike riding, uh, like races and stuff. And I like motocross, anything with two wheels, basically, uh-huh. uh, mountain biking. Uh, I got a new street bike. I just decked out. It's actually in the corner. You guys can see it right there. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. I actually just decked out that little bicycle right there. You know, that thing's like a street bike. It's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, anything with two wheels is pretty cool. Uh, I had a couple dirt bikes I own and then uh, a crotch rocket, a little street bike, yeah. where I rock around, you know. Uh-huh. Um, but anyways, yeah, anything with two wheels uh, is pretty fun. But hunting and fishing is what you described. And yes, I love fishing. I'm a big fisherman. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. And carpentry work. I can build tables. I, I sell tables. I'm going to hold you to that too, um, by the way. I need a table. <laughs> yeah, the antique brush is what people request nowadays. The antique brush. I don't know if anybody knows what I'm talking about, but yeah, that's the thing I've been dealing with lately. I'm learning that, you know. I love it. I like uh, the antique paint brush, you uh-huh. know, like the antique paint, you know. That's, great. that's like one of those things that people are requesting nowadays. I love so. it. I love it. Yeah, they want a big living room table with the antique paint with the white on the bottom. Uh-huh. So yeah, I do a carpentry work, and then uh, yeah, I love uh, anything with two wheels and. <laughs> And I love fishing and hunting. Right. Yeah. And let's talk about what else you love. You love your dog. Let's talk about your dog and how you got your dog. dog. Let's talk about Gunny. You may may get him up here. Yeah, let's get Gunny in here. So my dog is a service dog. Mm -hmm. He actually is a service dog. Yeah. I don't require him all the time. You know, i.e. me being a police officer for eight and a half years. Yeah, I didn't require him when I was working, but... Uh, it, he wakes me up out of my sleep, uh, it, it, like night terrors. The Wounded Warrior Project gave him to me as far as the VA goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, it was either him or a Husky, a lab or a Husky, and I chose a lab. Yeah. So <laughs> they got the best personality. You know, I've always loved labs. Yeah. So, uh, you know, his name's Gunny, like Gunnery Sergeant. Uh-huh. I'm about to call him up right now. He's actually sleeping on the floor <laughs> right next to me right now. And I'm about to wake him up. And uh, <laughs> he knows when you're nervous, uh, yeah. right? He he recognizes. Yeah, he senses it. He actually was in the living room one time, and uh, I was always in my bedroom with my door open, and uh, he woke me up from that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I don't get him too often, but he just wakes me up in my sleep. He what he does what he does is he digs his nose in my chest, and then he uh, scratches my chest. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I'll have scratches on my chest, you know, and stuff like that. Yeah. But uh, he like digs his nose in my chest, and he scratches my chest. That's what he does to wake me up, and it. It wakes me up sooner rather than later to where it gets 10 times worse because they get pretty bad after so long of a, uh, a nightmare or night terror, whatever you guys sure. want to call it, you know. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. So this is Gunny. Uh, Gunny, <laughs> come, here. come here, buddy. Come on. Come on, buddy. There he is. Yeah. 
So this is Gunny. He's a yellow lab. Yeah. He's, he's a big, he's a big floppy thing. You know, he's adorable. And you know, it's, you know, it's, I squish his, I squish his face and I <laughs> beat him up like my kids do. My kids, he's like a, he feels like he's like a kid. It's hilarious. Right? He thinks he's one of my. But it's really yeah. cool that the VA gave you <clears throat> that dog. Yeah, and the Wounded Warrior Project. That's why I support Under Armour. So anybody out there with, you know, rocking Under Armour, they actually do good stuff. You know, it is. That's so, awesome. Now that you have that things. beautiful dog, that's another another yeah. person that's around there with you um, in the house. I call him person because I think my dog's a person. <laughs> but it's somebody that you he can he's right, and that's he's right now. Now he's like, let me go right now. Now he's all up in my grill right now. <laughs> yeah. But that's the cool thing. So you are taking steps towards helping yourself with your PTSD. You are actively involved now with um, getting alcohol treatment. Yes. Yeah. Which are all. Yeah. Yeah. I actually actually would like to share some of that. Um, Yeah. Yeah. They. uh, Yeah. I've been going through alcohol treatment. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, I haven't been a big drinker growing up. Even in the military, I didn't really drink too much. I was taking care of my guys all the time, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, put them in the showers and waking them up and they're puking all over the place. And I, 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 I hated alcohol, to be honest with you. Um, but the love of my life, I met like three years ago. She introduced me to vodka and it didn't really help. It didn't really hurt my head too much. I got a traumatic brain injury and I got surgery here coming up pretty soon. Um for that. And, uh, I used to self-medicate with vodka because it didn't really give me a hangover. So I learned that. Uh-huh. And the last couple of years I been drinking vodka and I became an alcoholic mm-hmm. and, uh, I'm just going to tell you how it is. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, my son getting out of the house, you know, I don't, I was drinking the night before I wasn't drinking the day of, mm-hmm. and you know, stuff happened. I wasn't drinking then and I just lost my mind and stuff like that. And it's just one of those things where, you know, my son got out of the house. And I lost my job. So right. it's one of those things. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah, uh, I've been going to AA. Uh, AA has been great. Um, I need everybody to know that is listening in right now that if you're an alcoholic or if you know anybody alcoholic, uh, AA is the best way to go. I went through all many, uh, so many uh, VA meetings and and stuff like that and and all that. You know, it doesn't really help. It helps when you talk to people that is from where you live at. Uh, like I live in Grove City, so I go to a bunch of meetings around Grove City, Ohio. Uh, you know, in AA, and uh, it's been great. It's been so great. Uh, one day, I actually went to five meetings in one day. I couldn't take it. It was the beginning of me stopping mm-hmm. and I literally did five hours of my life to AA. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, I did four on zoom and then I did one live in person. So that was five hours of my time. And do you have a sponsor? And uh, I got a sponsor yeah, too. Yeah, I was going to I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, I do have a sponsor. His name's Scott. Mm-hmm. He's actually a really cool dude. He's actually uh, double the age of I am, <laughs> which is fine. Uh, but he's been, uh, like 12 years sober and he's, uh, he's been a big help. I, you know, he's, he always texts me every day, you know, even when I went to North Carolina and came back, he was like, did you hit up as, you know, a meeting on, you know, coming back? I was like, yeah, I hit up one in North Carolina. And he's like, all right, cool, man. That sounds great. He's just taking care of me, you know? So, 
And uh, yeah, kind of nice so, to have somebody take care uh, of you down again, right? Yeah, exactly. I need someone to, to be honest with you. You know, it makes me sound lame, but yeah, you need you need someone to keep you in check with the whole alcoholism, you know, stuff like that. It's real. It's it's a, it's a big disease, and you know, I never thought I'd become an alcoholic. I never. I swear to God, even when I met you, I wasn't an alcoholic then. You know, I I never drank that much. Right. And uh, but would you have known? You know, everything that goes on in my life. You right? Know? Would you have known I was What's an alcoholic that? whenever you met me? What's that? Would you have ever known I was an alcoholic when you met me? No, I never would have known that. No, you you either hide it or I I don't even know if you are right now. No, I'm not. Not anymore. But I definitely I was a self. Well, once alcoholic, always an alcoholic. That's why I was. You yeah. know, I I you know one of those things. I don't know, but it's just I'm just trying to learn to cope with it because I can't go out and socially drink with people. You know, and just be social. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I've been. I, so it's like one purpose. of those things. You know, I, I drink. I'm going to be taking shots, and I'm going to be taking shots you know that's 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 me you know you know if i'm gonna drink i'm gonna drink i'm not gonna pull crap we've definitely you know? been out together and we have definitely drank together <laughs> we've definitely yes, we did. we've definitely drank don't be killing um jesus <laughs> no. god anyway we definitely <laughs> drank together but on the on, on the yeah. on the flip side of that yeah. um coming to the realization that you have an issue that is becoming an unhealthy behavior. That's what it is. That's what it all boils down to. You yeah. know, people, yeah. you you can label yourself with whatever label, drug addict, alcoholic, uh, sex addict. You could be addicted to anything. Food addict, yeah. food addict over here. Yeah. You can say all you want, <laughs> but if you don't keep yourself in check and you don't have the good friend or a sponsor to help you keep in check, sometimes it gets a little bit tough out there. It does. I it does. It definitely, definitely does. I totally understand that. So now that we've Absolutely. talked about all this awful, yucky, yucky stuff, that's no, it's not yucky. I really appreciate yeah. you. Guys. Go back to pleasures. <laughs> no. Let's flip the script and go straight to Keith Brackner. Yeah. What's your pleasure? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Well, we're really going there. I need to put my glasses back yeah, so on. Yeah, see no, what uh, you're saying. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I can make sure my facial expressions ain't too bad. Um, anyways, uh, well, we're on here. I'm just going to go ahead and uh, say it. You know, guilty pleasures. Oh, you, That's what I love about pleasures. your You like guilty the guilty pleasures. pleasures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you straight up. Yeah. What's I love you to death. <laughs> I love your man. Um, Anyways, uh, my guilty pleasure, I will just straight up tell you like an adult, uh, my guilty pleasure is honestly getting another woman off. Yeah. That's a great, yeah, that's a great way to go. If, if, if I get off, that's just a bonus to me, to be honest with you. I love getting a woman off it. I have so many ways of doing it. I just, I just love seeing the the facial expressions, <laughs> and, uh, everything that comes after that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I just, I just love getting a woman off. It, it, it's and the hardest thing about being sober <laughs> recently is, you know, it makes me more want to do it. And uh, you know, I just recently lost the love of my life. You know, yeah. and uh, you know, that was my fault because of alcohol. There you go. 
And uh, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things. It just, uh, yeah, just getting a woman off. It's just one of those things that. Do you think it's <laughs> my guilty pleasure? Right. I swear, I'm I can't not think of you. Anything. I'm not I can't think of anything I can top it. I can't think of anything to top it. Do you think it's yeah. the actual physical contact that makes you so aroused, or do you think it's you know the thoughts in the moment that you just know that shit's about to get? They're getting right? off. Yeah, yes. <laughs> yeah. I, that's I, I'm just, I hate to be rude and cut you off like that, but yeah, okay. I, I, I think it's exactly. At the end, like uh, what you were ta- describing, uh, it's just like when they are in the moment and they just like, they just let loose. They let everything go. You know, a, a woman can't come if she is not digging what's going on. You're right. So like, yeah, she can't. She can't. I, I know that for a fact. And I hate to say I'm not an expert on women. <laughs> By God, I'm not an expert That's on women. That's a fact. <laughs> but, but I do know how to get a girl off. And if a girl is not in the state of mind. Then she's not going to get off at all. You're right. No matter what I do. Do you know? You know what that I mean. Is? So the, she's got to be in the mode too. She's got to be in the the, the largest sexual organ yeah. is your brain. That's a like, fact. Bam! Learn something every it's day. It's a fact. Thanks to you. There is nothing that will no. uh, help you any more than your own brain. So the fact that you can bring a woman to climax is proof positive right. that you got you got the right stuff. You're right up there with John Glenn. <laughs> Astro. John Glenn, yeah, he's a saint. Nah. What, 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 what makes me proud, I hate to say it, I'm going to just say it now since everything's on the table. Uh, I love making a girl squirt. Oh, okay. I feel like I accomplished something. Yeah. <laughs> so why- A lot of women think they can't squirt until, you know, they realize they can. And then it's just one of those things where it's like an epiphany, like boom, big in their brain. You do know, you know? that you can do that as a job, right? That could be your new job. Oh, like a male gigolo? Wow. Thank you so much. Hey, you know what? Listen, <laughs> for the all the females out there who are sex workers and all the males too, more power to you if that's a well, come to me. I'm a single guy now, you, you know. Can, <laughs> like, if you can <laughs> I'm open for anything right yeah, now. That's what we'll do. Yes. We'll hook you up and get you some tantra training and you can um you can you know, there is no better thing to do than to teach other people pleasure. And I know it sounds really strange. Yeah. It's be- that's one of it's the reasons strange. why for me, teaching Tibetan Buddhist Tantra is such a, like, it's such a great gift to give people. And it I, I don't perform in the realm of sex work. I teach other people how to perform these massages, these techniques on themselves and their partners. So I don't fall into the realm of sex work, but I have friends that do. And you know what? Mm -hmm. What a great job. Okay. Your job is to make other people feel pleasure. How terrible could that be? If that's something that you're choosing, not something that you're forced into by any means, I'm not saying that. And a lot of times when we Mm. talk about sex work, we, that's what we go to is our brains go straight to, Oh, they're prostituting. They they're being pimped out or whatever. No, just, they just want to make other people have pleasure. And also they enjoy it themselves. So more power to you out there. Everybody who's in sex work, I applaud <laughs> you. <laughs> Hell yeah. Standing ovations around. <laughs> but those are the kinds of things. Like, see, those are the realms of jobs that you don't even ever think about, right? Because it's not something that's in your social norm. It's not in our social norm. And you, especially German Catholic guy. Um, it's not something <laughs> that we get taught as kids as 
uh, a, a, you know, a, an appropriate good behavior. <laughs> <laughs> but daggone it, there there is a time and a place, and coaches for those types of services are highly sought out all over the world because you may have the secret that they don't know, right? Like you said, you like to make girls squirt. Not every girl knows that they can do that. I do. I do. It's a big passion of mine. It's like, if I can't get a girl squirt, I'll be pissed off at myself. (laughs) (laughs) It's just one of those things where I go home at night and just like, I hate myself. (laughs) You know, like I didn't get her off that night or whatever, you know, one of those things, you know, but yeah. It's one of those things. Yeah. I just love, I can do it. And it's just one of those things where it's, it's pretty nice. <laughs> We're talking about the um, physical contact part of pleasure. Now tell me what's your mental, like if you could, you're speaking right now to people all over the world. If you could say one like sentence to a female bodied person out there, because you are heterosexual, you, that's how that's, that's the side. That's the team you play on. And if there was a girl out there listening, that was the exact best person for Keith Breckner. What would you say to her? How would you woo said girl or woman? Sorry, you're not a boy. Well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't drop the L bomb too early. I'm a big guy that believes that I don't drop the L bomb until way, way on, you know, is that, um, is that I would, litigation? I would, is that the L you're talking about? It's like court stuff? Or are you talking about love? No, love. <laughs> love. The L word. Yeah. You say it. Say it like. I call it the L bomb. The L bomb. You know? It's like a bomb. Oh, is it? You know? It takes yeah. up a room, doesn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Once you, once you drop it, you drop it, you know? Yeah. That's it. Set in stone. Bam. Done deal. You might as well get married after that, you Aww. know? That's, what, that's how I feel about it nowadays. You know, everybody, everybody thinks the L, the L word doesn't mean anything. And to me it does, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't abuse it. You know, okay. I, the last time I told I love a woman was my ex-girlfriend and that was, you know, the love of my life. You know, I lost. I told Sweetheart, you but, yeah, thing, you're it, not even halfway through your life yet. So you're going to have a couple more. Maybe one, maybe two, yeah. maybe five. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe whoever comes my comes my way. You know? <laughs> well, if you I'm do not right dating now. apps, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing the dating apps. I'm not doing I the. Got you. you know, I'm just taking care of me, and then hopefully I come across somebody that's good. You know, right. so one of those things. But anyways, yeah, just drop the L bomb. You know, I don't drop the L bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I had a woman that. I would probably be with the rest of my life on here right now. I'd probably say, uh, good luck. I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, good luck. good luck on that note. But yeah, but seriously, let's go back to what we're okay, talking. Okay. So yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what is the one sentence no, uh, you would say to this girl, this girl who's the love of your life? What's that one thing? No, I was, I would say, I hope we have sex every day, <laughs> you know, Oh, no, 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 no. Actually, I hope I can please you every day. How about wow, that? Hey, that's fine. And, and uh, that's- uh, I would probably say, you know, she's got to have a good personality. I hope she's older than me, to be honest with you. <laughs> the younger gals nowadays, they're all on Snapchat. Oh. And they're on their phones. And my ex-wife, you know, I, you know, I divorced her three years ago. You know, I, I remember sitting on a couch with her. She's 10 years younger than me. Uh-huh. And uh, you met her, I think, like one time. Definitely. Uh, but anyways, yeah, she one day I was like, do you know who Kurt Cobain is? Uh-huh. She's like, who's that? 
I was like, you know, you know Nirvana? She's like, who's that? I don't know what you're talking. I'm like, oh my God, I married a child. Oh, so right then and there, then I found out she cheated on me and all I that. Gotcha. Other, cool crap, other than that, you know, I realized I married a child at that hey, point. Do you, do you and, know that uh, my husband's 10 years younger than me and he doesn't know what the hell I'm talking about half of the time. Now it's gotten better. What well, does he know who Kirk Cobain is? Does he know who Kirk Cobain is? Yeah, he totally knows who that is. But after 15 years of being together, we I hope he does. I hope Dave does. We're, we live near Seattle. Of course yeah. he does. Okay. Yeah. But that's the thing. Your man. What I think that having a relationship and building those those relationship blocks of, you know, that foundation that you're trying to build up to find that great relationship, you have all of the tools to do so. You just, you, you need a sugar mama is what I'm hearing you say. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're kind of. I'm actually. Uh, my goal is to get a house. Uh, my brother's. Uh, my older brother. I got two brothers, but my older brother. He's a very successful realtor around here in Grove City, Ohio, and he. Uh, he's all about ABC. Always be closing. Uh-huh. You know, he's a big salesman. You know, he says he's gonna sell a fan to an Eskimo. <laughs> you know, I think that's kind of funny. Uh, he always keeps his head sharp. You know, right. and uh, but yeah, he. Uh, he, he told me the best thing the, the VA gave me was the VA home loan. So all those veterans out there, you guys need to use, utilize that. I gotcha. Um, you know, whoever's listening as a veteran, uh, the VA home loan is great. You know, I haven't used it yet. You know, but you're gonna, I've been renting quite a bit. I am, I'm going to get a house and I'm going to remodel it just like we me and him do on other of his, uh, purchases that he's had in the past. I can't uh, wait to kick my feet go. up on your coffee table that you made. <laughs> Yeah, I cannot. Yeah, wait. I make tables. I make coffee tables. I make kitchen islands. Oh, yeah. uh, that was the newest thing I sold to somebody. That's so cool. Dude. Um, yeah, yeah. I just, I just sell tables on the side, like anything. On okay. uh, the last one I just sold was the antique paint I was talking yeah. about. It was a family living room table, mm-hmm. and it thing was huge. And it took me about three weeks to stain and antique paint and antique paint and all that stuff. So, well, let me ask you this because I know you're talking about your brother a lot. We do talk about your brother a lot also because I think he's handsome. You all the, all you Breckner boys are my older brother. All you guys. Yeah. He's Mr. G. I gotta follow. But That's one of the things I want to ask you. Do you think that being the middle child, being the per, the people pleaser that middle children are, because I'm a middle child. I have the same. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that um, you can, do you think it's difficult for you to keep up with your brother? And that's all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I joined the Marine Corps. I mean, no, that's not why I joined the Marine Corps. I cannot believe I just said that. Is it one of the reasons why Uh, you wanted to do something? I mean, yeah, yeah. He, he is very successful growing up. I had to follow his footsteps. Every older woman that, like even my girlfriends and stuff like that in high school and all the ladies I was with, they were like, Oh, you're Brian's little brother. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Let me just eat you up and blah, blah, blah. You know, I just felt like eh, I was just a tool, you know? And, uh, I was following his footsteps, but yeah, he became very successful. He sold a lot of cell phones and then he got drafted, not drafted. He got promoted into uh real estate and, uh, you know, he's been blowing it up ever since. He closed 18 homes last month. That's awesome. So, yeah, he's very successful. He's a very Great. successful guy. And uh, I respect him a lot. You know, I look up to him, my older brother. But, 
at the same time, you know, I was Brian's little brother growing up, you know, and, uh, you know, he's the Mr. GQ. He had a different girl every freaking day. I, I actually got him confused a couple times <laughs> <laughs> growing up. I was like, I was like, hey, Emily. She's like, my name's not Emily. And I'm like, oh, my God. Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was like, Brian, you got to fill me in, bro. What the hell is going yeah. on? You know, <laughs> like, like, yeah, you can't, you can't just zap people over all the time with, you know, whatever, you know, that was me growing up, you know, and then we had parties all the time and uh, we had it basically the whole high school was at my house, you know, a, a couple times, you know, yeah. that was me growing up. It was, we had good parties and good. stuff like that. So, you know, we talked about what brought you to where you are right now. We talked about your pup. I love your dog. So cute. There is a lot of information that you have given for, you know, the thoughts of if you're a veteran and you need help, find it. It's available to you. There are so many resources out there. Find them, get some help. If you have an issue with drinking, if you have an issue with drugs, if you have an issue with harmful thoughts, get help for that. It's available. And in the comments or in the, yeah, in the comment section of this video, we will definitely be putting up some resources. I want to make sure that people out there understand. I know we're laughing about the drinking and that sort of thing. This is serious stuff, guys. It ruins people's lives. And what we are doing as we're, we're trying desperately to inform people that just because you feel like the world is not where it needs to be for you or you feel like you're broken, you're not broken. There's times in our lives that we just ebb and flow like a wave, right? Sometimes we're high. Sometimes we're low. Sometimes we dry up completely. And you can't find us. That's when you need to ask for help. And whether it be a sponsor like for AA, whether it be another person in the military that you served with, whether it's your parents, your friends, your family, whomever, reach out and let them know that you need some help because it's there. And judgment aside, don't think about the judgments that people are going to have against you. And I think we've had this discussion several times, Keith, <laughs> over the years. You know, it's not anything. I, I, I'm not in charge of Keith Breckner. And Keith Breckner's not in charge of Pollyanna Amazing. But as friends, we can come together and we can talk about what we're feeling. And we can work on those things. And we can talk openly and candidly you know, like with 30,000 people listening, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> but Keith, I'm so happy that you came on to talk about your private stuff. You know, like it takes a lot of guts. It really does. I don't want to discount the fact that mm -hmm. you put yourself out here on this platform to help other people. And in the world, that has to mean something. You are... You're working on yourself. We're all working on ourselves. That's why we're here. That's why I do the podcast. I'm I'm working on me whilst also giving information to other folks. But is there any other thing that you want to mention before we wrap up about what you're going through or anything mm. like that? <clears throat> yeah, I, I guess uh, 
I don't know. It's the whole alcoholism, you know, mm-hmm. it's a big deal. You know, you were just talking about it earlier. It's, it, I want to let everybody know again, it, it's serious. It's, it's a big deal. I lost everything and I lost everything uh, due to alcohol, you know, uh, all my PTSD from the ER that you, me and you saw every day, every freaking day, every day it was something new. I learned something different every day <laughs> and I still do. Yeah. <laughs> even not working in the ER, but you know, it's, it caused a lot of PTSD. And then I'd come home and I'd drink, you know, it was just one of those things. It just caused me to drink, to medicate for all the bullshit that we saw. And, uh, I just wanted you to know that, that I'm, I'm going to elaborate on what you said earlier about alcoholism. It's a very, very serious subject. And, you know, I'm proud that I'm 18 days strong. You know, it's not really that long, uh, but it's a whole new me and, uh, you know, I, I don't need alcohol to make me happy anymore, which is great. Um, and, uh, you know, my kids kept me alive this whole time. I probably wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them. And it's just one of those things, you know, it's just, um, you know, alcoholism is a big deal. It's, it's, it's a disease, you know, it's, it's pretty bad. And, uh, I got caught up in it. I never thought I would. And uh, here I am, you know, 18 days strong and just celebrating about it and see my sponsor and just go to another meeting. I just got out of a meeting earlier before this meeting right now. So, <laughs> you know, it, you know, I just got out of a meeting uh, just, you know, not even a half hour ago before we started mm-hmm. talking. So um, it's just one of those things, you know, AA is a big help. So any of those veterans out there, you know, go to AA, even if it's not with the VA or Wounded Warrior Project or anything like that, uh, just go to an AA near you. Uh, I actually do want to throw an app out there. Um, It's actually helped me out quite a bit. I do want to share with other people. Um, It's called called MyChair. So if you guys want to download MyChair on an app, all they do is ask you where you live at, and they got meetings around near you all the time, Uh, video, uh, Zoom, um, and also live and stuff like that. So, uh, I've been, I've been really liking this app, Pollyanna. I think it's going to help a lot of people out. It's called my chair. My chair. It's a blue app with a white chair in the middle okay. of it. That's what it looks like. And we'll put like. the link so to that. I do want to share we'll that put with the link to that in the program notes too. Okay. Keith. But, uh, other than that, yeah, yeah I really uh, appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you for your ability to be honest and truthful and, and speak your truth because not all of us can. And sometimes we think we don't have an issue and you know what we do. <laughs> who knew? Who That's, knew? Right. That's right. You know, and who cares who, who knows? Exactly. You know? Who cares? Who with, knows? If you're real right. with yourself, you can never be offended. I love that saying for sure. Exactly. But just uh, yeah. as a reminder, this is Polly and amazing. You can find me at buriedpleasures.com, buried pleasures on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all of the major podcasting platforms. And I'd also like to thank our sponsor, CBD Stat, for uh, hooking us up. And hopefully, if you are having some issues with stress or anxieties, go to cbdstat.com. They have some things over there that can uh, hopefully help you to feel a little bit better, too. But, Keith, always a pleasure. Sweetheart, I love your face and everything about you. And... You guys have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye. Bye. When it rains, it pours. Water's up to my chin.
Sunrise